Hey everyone, welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk about comics and comics culture. Uh, I am Rainier. It's been a while since I've been here, and I'm joined today by Henry Liu. Yo! What's happening, Henry? What's up? I'll tell you what's happening. The Silicon Valley Comic Con that just passed over this last weekend. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, Henry, you were there for all three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's right. Weekend Warrior. That's right. The first time I've done the full convention for SVCC. From opening to close every day, I pretty understand, much, right? Pretty much. That's I def- awesome. I made my uh, my money's worth there, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I was only able to do one day, uh, Sunday. Although you made a lot of that one day. Right? Uh, yes, yes, I did. Yes, we did. <laughs> and yeah. uh, oh, uh, shout out to Renee, who we also joined forces with. Yeah. And your homie, Perfurio, uh, yeah. and his friend as well. Yep. So it was a reunion of sorts with uh, coworkers and friends. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and I do have to call out the SVCC affiliate program for the first time ever. The Comic Sauce podcast was an affiliate of SVCC. So that was exciting, and we've talked about it on the episodes leading up to the con. And uh, what I didn't know was that the Comic Sauce podcast would be shown in the SVCC program. So if you have the program, if you turn to the last page, the affiliates are listed, and there you will see the Comic Sauce podcast. How cool is that? Making history. Pretty awesome. So I yeah. knew we were on the website. I was wondering if there would be a banner at the con or if there would be a mention in the program. There wasn't a banner. I looked for it. There was no banner. But uh, it was cool. We were in the program. Right on, man. Hey, and thanks to everyone that participated by clicking the link and purchasing their tickets or their photo ops or whatever they bought uh, through that affiliate link. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so let's uh, start with the con. Let's start with day one. Yeah. Uh, you made yours a family event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, myself and my son, Simon, went on Friday. And um, yeah, I've been going to comic conventions for a while now, but uh, not typically with a child. And it's a whole different experience. It is a whole different experience. <laughs> and um, my son is turning four in June, and he is he's a handful. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> lots of energy. I've seen him myself. Yeah, lots of energy. And, um, you know, different kids have different personalities. And certainly uh, the age of the child is a factor. But right now with Simon, um, he's not letting me get any of my own personal time. (laughs) No, he's he's the star of the show this time around, right? When I'm with him at a convention, it's all him. Like, I'm basically chasing him. Like, we were there on Friday, let's see, about, yeah, pretty much the whole time, five to nine. Mm -hmm. And um, let's just say... For four hours, I was chasing him. <laughs> that was pretty much my experience that evening. Um, yeah, it was pretty exhausting, but uh, certainly worth it in that he had a blast. I got a workout, and he got a blast. <laughs> hey, that's that's all that matters, right? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and I knew, you know, I was going to be able to get plenty of my own time the next couple of days, so um, that was to be expected a bit. And um, yeah, I w- I went in on Friday, just kind of expecting it to 
be the Simon show. And yeah. it definitely was. And what's great about it is that it is a family friendly event. Yeah. Uh, I took my kids to this convention when it was previously known as big. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I have to say I'm compared to the, the, you know, the giant that comic con is San Diego comic con yeah. this, you know, it's local. Uh, it feels a little bit more contained um, because everything is, is essentially under one roof. Um, yeah. It is super family friendly. It is. Yeah, it is. And that's not to say that it's, um, you know, a small rinky-dink convention. Oh, no, by no means. Yeah, this convention, the SVCC, it's gotten pretty big. And um, the caliber of guests and the the awesomeness of the exhibit floor, you know, it's up there, man. It's it's pretty it's pretty high quality across the board. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last day, so Silicon Valley's been here for the last three years. Before then, it was big wow. Yeah. Uh, but they've had a pretty strong A-list of guests coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of prominent celebrities do come to this con. And a pretty interesting group of celebrities year to year. A lot of celebrities that aren't really typically at comic conventions. You know, they they had, I think, uh, John Cusack last year. Yeah. And this year they had Christina Ricci. So definitely celebrities. and They had Biff last year, I think. Yeah. Right? So, you know, all these great actors, but, you know, not the ones you see, like, time and again at, like, say, a Walker Stalker Con or Wizard World. You know, uh, it's an interesting mix. Definitely. Oh, wait a minute. Wasn't Adam West and Burt Ward there last year? Yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe it's been a year already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was Adam. That was Adam West's last appearance before he passed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's wild how fast that went. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that this con has, like, um, some older celebrities, like celebrities who had their prime, like, a long time ago. And interestingly, this year they had the actress who played the beaver and his brother Wally from Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, I mean, they're, still, about, they're still around. You talk about going way back. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe those guys are still alive, but uh, they were there and they were representing, man. So, yeah, definitely an interesting guest list. Every year, there's always like a handful of guests that are like, wow, really? That's interesting. Yeah. You know, this year was no different. <laughs> so uh, talk talk to me about Friday. How did Friday go? I didn't see anything that had happened. All I've seen were uh, cosplay pictures. Right. Uh, and I understand you and Simon both did your own cosplay. Yeah, a little bit. I was in a pretty subtle cosplay. Um, Basically, I had my Captain America hoodie on uh, representing Cap and supporting my son because my son was in full Falcon cosplay. And this is a Disney outfit that I got him for Halloween uh, about a year and a half ago. It's um, close to being too small. This con was sort of the last hurrah for this Falcon costume, (laughs) I think. Um, yeah, get some mileage out of that costume. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he looked great, and a lot of people were really digging his outfit. You know, he got a lot of requests for photos, and he was he was loving it, man. Once That's he got great. that, yeah, once he got that costume on, he was super excited. It kind of added to his hyperness <laughs> a bit. <laughs> but again, like that night was really for him. I wanted it. I wanted him to have a blast. And hey, now, when people were asking for photos, were they asking for both casual Cap and full Falcon together as a duo? Or, oh, we just want Falcon in this picture. Well, uh, it's funny you ask because they definitely wanted, you know, 
the, the cute little falcon <laughs> photo. <laughs> and as it turned out, you know, he'd be a little bit like crazy, you know, like running around crazy. And I had to sort of reel him in and I kind of made it a Cap Falcon team up photo <laughs> out of necessity. You know, <laughs> I would have loved for him to do strike poses and stuff. But right now with him, uh, he needs to be reeled in a bit. So <laughs> they ended up being, yeah, team up shots. <laughs> Cool, man. So uh, let's see. Were there any panels you attended? Uh, any any celebrity meetups that you were able to attend on Friday? So on Friday, like I said, I spend most of the night chasing Simon. Uh, but I ha- I was kind of delusional. I thought, oh, maybe I could try to get him in on a panel. There was a Star Wars panel that night that seemed pretty cool. So I noticed that he was looking at some of the monitors on the convention floor. Oh, actually not on the exhibit floor, on the the area between the floor and the main uh, panel room. So he was kind of watching Star Wars videos that were leading up to the panel there. And I thought, oh, hey, maybe, uh, maybe I can get him in. You know, he seemed to be kind of engaged. So I'm like, oh, hey, how about we watch this video, but inside that room, it's better inside, right? <laughs> and he kind of said, yeah, okay. And uh, I was saying, oh, this, this is kind of promising. And, you know, my buddies were already in there, so we joined them. And then for, I don't know, a good 15, 20 minutes or so, it, it was all going pretty well. <laughs> Simon was <laughs> engaged. Well, uh, actually, I'm taking a step back. The, p- the panel hadn't started yet. They continued showing Star Wars-themed videos they were cool they're mainly fan-made videos oh right on so you know a lot of pretty funny stuff in there now at this point is simon pretty well versed in star wars or is he just is he still just opening that that front door to star wars is this what's what's where where is he star wars wise has he seen the original trilogy uh no he (laughs) i would say what you just mentioned kind of just opening the door there he's been exposed to images and um, there was a day that I actually put on the first Star Wars, Episode Four, and he was pretty attentive and watched that whole first sequence where Vader boards the Rebel ship and Leia puts the plans into R2 and everything. Um, he kind of tuned out after, you know, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Yeah, my kids uh, are the same. <laughs> right. I've been trying to force feed them Star Wars for years, and <laughs> like they just kind of catch it in chunks here and there. They haven't actually sat down and watched it like all the way through. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But they'll, they'll get there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. Like after that experience with Star Wars, I thought that was kind of interesting that he was able to sit through some of it. But I was completely under the expectation that whatever I put in front of him, he would, you know, he might be engaged for a bit and then he would just kind of tune out. But that has changed. You know, there is some stuff particularly Marvel programming that he is really into, you know, so um, hence the Falcon costume and, you know, he can identify a lot of Marvel superheroes, definitely. So that's a little different. If the panel had been Marvel themed, uh, I'm curious, maybe he would have sat through it. Mm. But as it was, yeah, he got real antsy. Uh, The cool thing is at least I got to see Mads Mikkelsen take the stage and <laughs> that yeah, was kind of cool awesome. yeah yeah so he of course played galen urso in rogue one among other great roles like yeah. hannibal etc he's also in doctor strange yes 
That's right. Great villain in Doctor Strange. Killing two birds. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I got to see him take the stage, but yeah, not long after that. I think Simon realized that those funny videos that they were showing earlier, they weren't showing those anymore, and it was just a bunch of people talking. Oh, he <laughs> and got the he, old bait and switch. Yeah. yeah, he got pretty antsy, and then he <laughs> kind of demanded to get the heck out of there. So that was it for that panel. Oh, so you didn't get to stick around for all of the uh, the Mads uh, panel. Oh, huh? no. I caught the first, I don't know, five, ten minutes, and then we were out of there, and the chase continued. <laughs> he ran onto the exhibit floor, and... I was back into chase mode. Oh, <laughs> brutal. Yeah. I was kind of I was curious to ask to, to see what, what he was talking most about, what, whether it be Star Wars, um, Doctor Strange, uh, or Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. That panel on Friday night was a Star Wars panel, so I'm guessing they kept the content Star Wars related, particularly because I know that Mads had a Sunday panel just for him. So oh. that probably was a lot more focused on his other work. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty much it for yeah. Friday. Like I said, it was it was a workout for me <laughs> and a lot of <laughs> overstimulation for my son. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, let's, let's move outside of the lens of uh, the perspective of Simon's eyes. Uh, Saturday. Saturday is usually the biggest day of any convention weekend. Right. Uh, you'll get all of your cosplayers who have been preparing for conventions uh, for the year showing up. I feel like it's a prime time day. Uh, yeah. How was Saturday? Was it as crowded as it usually is on a Saturday for a convention? Saturday was very crowded. So the parking situation was a little dicey. Um, so the exhibit floor opened up at 10 a.m., and here was my plan. My plan was to drive down to San Jose with my wife and kid, have them do the children's museum experience, and then later have Simon join me once again mm. for the convention later in the day. Uh, so the three of us drove down, and we got to San Jose right about at 10 o'clock. And I thought, okay, we're getting there right when the convention opens. I figure the parking wouldn't be too bad, but it was a madhouse, man. The convention lot had filled up long ago. The lot that I had in mind, which is across the street from the convention center, was full. Yeah, we usually consider that like the overflow parking, right? Once the parking structure's full, yeah. the outside like parking lot, that's like, that's overflow, right? Yeah. Usually yeah. We, have, we have an easy time finding parking there. Right, exactly. That was that was full. Yeah. Wow. That was full too, as was a number of other lots in the area. So after we found out that lot across the street was full, we drove to this a uh, little bit further out area, but close to the Children's Discovery Museum. So we figured out oh, at least it's close to that. Two lots there <laughs> were full as well. At that point, we were a bit in panic mode. We started to just kind of circle around and just find whatever we could. And there were all these like parking lots throughout the downtown San Jose area that were like, it was questionable how legit they were, you know? <laughs> There's a shady dude sitting there in front of these lots and, and the pricing was kind of all over the place. So like one lot would be like fairly cheap. Another lot would be super expensive. And um, yeah, it was kind of wild west. 
So we did end up with a spot and a lot that was not too far from the convention center. The pricing wasn't outrageous. Um, I still question if it was a legit space <laughs> that we <laughs> occupied for the day, but uh, no ticket, no towing, so um, all good on that front. But yeah, it was a lot more crowded than I expected. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that goes you haven't for... Even, you haven't even gotten to the convention Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the parking was like surprisingly tough. And then when I actually went, so um, my wife Kat and my son Simon, they went off to the museum and I went solo for a part of the day. And during that part of the day, yeah, it was super crowded as the parking would indicate. It was, it was a crowded uh, convention center, definitely. And so one of your uh, early itinerary items was a photo op, right? Yeah, that's right. So I had pre-purchased the photo op with David Tennant, also known as Doctor Who, also known as Kilgrave. And um, that photo op was scheduled for 11 a.m. So when we arrived in San Jose about 10, I was like, oh, we're good, no problem. But then cut to like 10.30 and we're still looking for parking. (laughs) Uh, The anxiety definitely started to kick in. And I was definitely thinking of like backup plans where like, okay, I might need to drop myself off and um, have the wifey um, do the parking duties. Teamwork, Um, yeah. And literally that lot we ended up in, that was like the last straw in a way. Like if that parking lot was full, then yeah, I was going to drop myself off. So as it was, we did find a space there, and I scrambled over. Dude, I made it to that photo op with just like a few minutes to spare. It was pretty close. Oh, wow, man. Because it took some time to get um, scanned in. So the main entrance, they have these RFID scanners, and I had my my wristband. I I had that mailed to me in advance, so I figured I was fine, but there was a pretty long line to get in, and there's like a bag security check, and then the scanner there is like a little bit uh, wonky, um, you know, comparative to San Diego Comic-Con where, I mean, those are really receptive, right? You have yeah. your badge anywhere near those scanning towers, you're good. You're talking about San Diego? San Diego, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, with SVCC, it's a little trickier. Like there's this little spot where there's a QR code on your, on wristband. your wristband, yeah, and you got to get it just so yep. to get tapped in. And I think that caused the lines to be a little slower. And like I said, yeah, I just barely made it in time uh, for my David Tennant photo op, which I got to say turned out to be really cool. I'm like, this is one of the best photos I've taken in one of these photo op opportunities because I did cosplay as the Purple Man, Kilgrave, from Jessica Jones. And... Um, uh, did, did David Tennant, did he pick up on that right away? Did he, was he... Um, aware of of who you were? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a good question because you know how these photo ops go. They're quick. You move quick and you can barely get a high in. Um, It's a very quick acknowledgement. If you're the type of person who wants to meet a celebrity and actually talk to them at least a little bit, I think autographs are a little bit more the way to go, right? Of course, with autographs, you don't get that photographic evidence, right? Yeah, there's Which no is, pick. It didn't happen. Yeah, that's the <laughs> kind of where, where I'm at there. Um, at the time, I wasn't sure. So I was decked out in a purple suit. I had purple sunglasses on, purple shoes on, and um, definitely decked out in purple. But it's it's a pretty subtle costume. Um, uh, most people wouldn't get it right away. Yeah. So I wasn't really sure if he really got it, like, who's this guy? 
wearing this this kind of <laughs> outlandish suit. Um, maybe he's like, oh, this guy's favorite color is just purple. <laughs> maybe. But then, um, uh, jumping ahead a bit, he did do a panel with Kristen Ritter on Sunday, and the topic of Purple Man did come up. And he was asked about, does he like wearing purple and stuff? And he was definitely aware of the fact that Kilgrave wears purple, and purple suits was just like a topic. And he was well aware of that. So with that in mind, I, I do feel like when he saw me on Saturday, he knew what I was doing. He connected the right? dots. I think yep. so. He's a pretty sharp guy, too. So I think so. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about uh, the picture I took there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I should note that, too. Like, David Tennant is a very, very popular celebrity in the Comic-Con circuit, you know. Kilgrave is just a small part of that. You know, you get into the Doctor Who universe, this dude is like a god, basically, you know? Yeah, I, I think there were more, arguably more Whovians than there were uh, Jessica Jones fans for David oh, Tennant specifically. There's no question. There's no question. Like, in the um, photo op lineup, I just kind of scanned around a bit. And, you know, like I said, he's got a lot of fans. There are a lot of people lining up to meet this guy. Yeah. I didn't see any Potterheads for him. He's, he was in Harry Potter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, I mean, he's got so much crossover geek appeal. It's crazy. Um, but in the line I was in, I was the only one in a Kilgrave cosplay. Kind of proud of that fact, actually. There you go. Yep. <laughs> and surprisingly, there was only one single Jessica Jones cosplayer in that line. That shocked me. I thought there'd be a lot more ladies dressing up as Jessica Jones to take a photo with David Tennant, a.k.a. Kilgrave, right? Mm. I think maybe that might have happened more on Sunday because Sunday was the day that Kristen Ritter was actually there. Yeah. Um, but that did surprise me. And pretty much everyone else in the line, other than me and this woman, they were all Whovians. <laughs> Tons of Doctor Who fans. So, yeah, it's pretty clear uh, where his uh, primary fan base lies. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. So was it off to the convention floor at that point? The exhibit floor on SVCC is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. It's pretty sizable. And there's a good number of uh, vendors. Yeah. Um, I think I alluded to that earlier. Um, but... You know, besides San Diego Comic-Con, which is like the exhibit floor to end all exhibit floors, <laughs> besides that convention, I don't know of one better than the SVCC exhibit floor. They're pretty awesome when yeah. it comes to the vendors and Locally, all that stuff. Uh, you know, WonderCon's pretty good. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, exactly. WonderCon. Yeah, WonderCon, I think, maybe has an edge over SVCC. And we're just staying in California right now. We're not talking about like Big Apple or, oh, C2E2 was happening this very same weekend. That's right. That's right? a big convention. And this yeah. happened, This the, this the timing of this also happened last year where C2E2 and Silicon Valley Comic-Con uh, were head-to-head -head on the same weekend. Yeah, I think we mentioned this last year on our last year's SVCC recap. It's super weird that C2E2 is just completely 100% aligned with uh, SVCC every year. Kind of aggravating because they get pretty good guests there, you know, celebrities and creators. And it, it just makes me think like, oh, they're kind of taking away from the pool of possible awesome guests for SVCC, you know? Yeah. So maybe they have a, the same management company or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's but just odd. Which one did Stan Lee pick to go to? That's right. right? That's a good point. Stan Lee <laughs> chose San Jose. So that's right. Well, we'll jump on that topic a little bit later. When yeah. 
Yeah, we do <laughs> need to talk about Stanley, absolutely. Um, so I did want to talk about this comics panel I went to on Saturday. The former editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, Jim Shooter, had a panel. And that was pretty cool, man. That guy is a wealth of comics history and knowledge. And uh, he had a pretty interesting story. Like, I mean, he had a number of interesting stories, but one really stuck out that I did want to call out. There were a couple points in history where Marvel Comics was really struggling, and they were on the verge of bankruptcy on a couple instances. And Jim Shooter, like, you know, this guy, he was a comics writer. He's not, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, right? (laughs) He was actually considering like buying out Marvel Comics. That was the dire situation that Marvel was in at a couple of points in history. Here's a guy, you know, you wouldn't think as being a guy who could buy like a giant corporation, mm-hmm. um, but... Uh, but they, they dipped that low. They dipped that low. Wow. Yeah, things were rough. And and I don't know the details of it. It sounded like it wouldn't be like he would just be like the one dude signing a big paycheck, but he was sort of leading the possible effort in an acquisition, something like that. I don't know the business details. And he talked about like what he would have done. It was actually an audience question. Like a really good question came from, from the audience about like, oh, we know that you made these attempts to purchase Marvel Comics. If that actually happened, you know, revisionist history, if it did happen, like what sort of things did you have in mind, mm-hmm. you know? And um, his answer was, was uh, pretty interesting because his idea, man, I wonder if he really would have done this, but his idea was to bring back the original creators. He said he wanted to bring mm-hmm. Jack Kirby back. He mm-hmm. wanted to bring Steve Ditko back and a number of others. Um, Wait, was this, so this was like uh, uh, 80s, uh, like early 80s? Yeah, I think specifically this was like the 80s effort to to do the acquisition. Wow, that's interesting. Can you imagine what Marvel would look like today if they came back? I mean, when he mentioned that, I'm like, oh my God, like what could have been, you know? Number one, the whole thing about, you know, comics creators not getting any ownership of the characters. There's sad story after sad story about these creators kind of getting screwed out of money, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, they're the poster boys oh, for, for that whole thing. They started that whole that whole image of, yeah, being yeah. screwed over. Yeah, I mean, Bill Finger with Batman, yep, you can Bill call Finger. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Kirby absolutely is, yeah. is on that list too. And so he had mentioned that there would be no way to make uh, the rights like retroactive. There's no way Jack Kirby could like retroactively get royalties for Captain America or something like that, right? Or Ditko for Spider-Man. But he said that if he had brought them back from the point they started at Marvel again, at that point they could get um, ownership of new characters, right? Mm. And like just hearing that, it's like, oh, what new characters could those have been, you know? <laughs> and the fact that like legendary creators like Ditko and Kirby to have them have ownership finally after a long fought hard career, it really kind of melted my heart a bit. And it really made me wonder like, oh, what could have been, you know, it would have been awesome. You know, I'm, I'm almost certain I can tell you what wouldn't have been image comics. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
possible yeah so yeah. like what yeah, if right? like if yeah. in the late 80s marvel brought back ditko and kirby and stuff maybe it would not have paved the way for the young upstarts like jim lee and etc right yeah who ended up leaving marvel and starting image right so it might have completely changed the course of comics history right yeah. so you know, that, would uh, be an, that would be an interesting topic to hear in uh like a comics documentary uh, very similar to the secret history of comics that uh robert kirkman did because like usually they kind of glaze over that part when they talk about how comics hit hard times mm-hmm. marvel is on the verge of bankruptcy and I think what what helped survive what helped them survive that right wasn't wasn't it selling the rights to characters to movie studios like you know Spider Man to Sony and uh, what is it Hulk to Paramount stuff like that wasn't that what helped yeah. bring them up from that verge of bankruptcy Yeah yeah the whole licensing of yeah. characters you know um, yeah Jim Shooter talked about that a bit where you know at these rough times marvel wasn't exactly in the business of making comics they were kind of in the business of licensing out uh their their popular characters and um like again uh, one of shooter's ideas was if he were to take over if the purchase had happened he would have a focus on bringing these old time creators back and having more of a focus on the comics so yeah really speculative but like, did that get an applause you know? from the crowd oh yeah no, that was, everyone that was, was certified board, verified yeah, applause. Everyone, was, everyone was really excited about like the thought of it you know i mean it's kind of sad that like that time has passed and you know this amazing thing didn't happen but just the thought of it is, is pretty cool and to think that someone was thinking about that sort of stuff back then is that's kind of cool to me someone's gonna make a comic book about that story or a movie of that story or a documentary <laughs> of that story. Yeah, definitely. Dude, like the more I hear the behind the scenes stuff with comics publishing and all the drama behind the scenes, like I think it's ripe for like a documentary or, you know, a film along the lines of the social network, something like that. Mm-hmm. There's just high drama, you know, the Stanley Jack Kirby story. Um, the Siegel Schuster story. I mean, there's just a lot of like really interesting um, stories to be told. Who would you cast to play Stanley and Jack Kirby? <laughs> oh wow! Curious. You don't have to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have any specific names, but to me, it would almost have to be lesser-known actors. I think because I mean, those two individuals are legends and comics and there's already a lot of baggage when we talk about those two names and if we bring in famous people to play them then along comes even more baggage and expectations so i think it really would have to be more unknowns i'd like to see the bob kane bill finger story in their young days oh man new york how crazy would that be oh man yeah dude like I mean, we want to focus on SVCC, but just bringing up all this history. It's, this might be, this is our next episode right here. We're already <laughs> talking about it. It is interesting, <laughs> but like as depressing as what happened to Jack Kirby is, I got to say the Siegel Schuster story is a lot sadder. And then I heard about the Bill Finger story and that really broke my heart, man. What happened to him? You know, he never got like the credit that, uh, Siegel and Schuster at least got at the very end of their lives, right? Where they got the credits on Superman, the movie. And it's interesting you didn't mention Bob Kane because Bob Kane was a success, like right out the gates. 
Like yeah. That guy, I don't think that guy ever fell on hard times. Correct. I mean, I kind of look at Bob Kane the way I look at Stan Lee. You know, both of these guys were legendary creators who didn't have the the creative ownership we see now with like image comics and etc but they were taken care of you know for whatever reason the comics gods like they they took care of bob kane i mean I, I, I did read somewhere or i did see some sort of mention in a documentary how bob kane his father was a businessman and very early on um i think he even had a lawyer at some point just to make sure that everything was buttoned up to you know take ah, care take care of his end so I mean, smart, smart move on his end. Yeah, and with Stan, I think he's such a people person that, um, like, he he was just a natural like networker. Yeah. You know, with Jack Kirby, he's just kind of like one of those guys who would just go close the door and draw and draw and draw on his own. Yeah, Stanley was the you showman, know? right? He was the showman, and he just got his name out there, you know. And um, you know, Kane and Lee, they they didn't have any problems financially. Um, but then, yeah, it's sad what happened to Jack Kirby. Um, I think even sadder with Siegel and Schuster. And then, like, with Bill Finger, it's just almost a tragedy what happened to him. So, Man, what a cool you know. panel. I hope it didn't end on a total bummer, though. I mean, <laughs> there was definitely mixed feelings. When he brought up the idea of bringing Kirby and Ditko back to Marvel, I was just like, wow. Like, that's sad it didn't happen. But the thought that anyone thought of it, much less the former editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, um, that was that was a happy thought. Like, I'm glad, like, there were people thinking of these things back then because the thought now is, like, you know, with Image Comics and all this creator ownership, it's awesome. But the thinking on my end is, like, well, back in the 80s and, and prior, like, people weren't really thinking about this stuff, and it was really sad. But to hear Jim Shooter say this, like, it was kind of in the ether, you know? So that was that was nice to hear, definitely. Okay, so I think with Saturday, let's see, that's about it. I mean, um, I didn't get the full day. Like I said, I did meet up with Simon, and it's funny, after essentially a full day at the children's museum where he was running amok i figured i might get a little more toned down Mm -hmm. calm down simon but uh no he was he was running again man (laughs) he was ready to go he saw me yeah once once mommy dropped him off and he saw the cosplayers and he got the stimulation of the exhibit floor he was off and running again so Yeah, he, he didn't let me off the hook. At that point, you were pretty much like, all right, goodbye convention. It's Simon pretty much. time. Oh, that was it's planned Simon out. Con. Yeah, that was planned out. So I kind of uh, front-loaded my events for Saturday, and I was kind of mentally ready to just sort of uh, go to daddy mode Nice. later on, which I did. So on the exhibit floor, was it elbow-to-elbow crowded? I'm imagining that was the case. Uh, you know, I will say this. The exhibit floor on Saturday was never as crowded as I thought it might be. You know, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. I think uh, one thing that SVCC does well is spacing out everything. Um, They utilize every bit of space that they have for the convention. So um, I think they they did some, some good planning. You know, they put the autographs in the right place. They put the photo ops in the right place. 
exhibit floor, panel rooms, everything was spaced out. Yeah, that's a good point well. that you bring up. That's one of the things that stands out to me for Silicon Valley Comic Con is that it's actually really well organized. Yeah. The volunteers, they're all on the same page. Yeah. Um, even announcing like photo op and signature times, they have a guy standing on a podium with a uh, bullhorn that's able to speak calmly to everybody, asking questions, who's going for what, and it's very well organized. You compare that to Comic-Con or WonderCon, mm -hmm. you'll get volunteers that are just yelling at people. That's so true. Yeah, that's a, a very good point. Volunteers at SVCC are hella cool. <laughs> they are awesome. Shout out to our buddy Renee. He yeah. did volunteer, and he's awesome. And every volunteer I came across this past weekend was super cool. Like super they're just chill. anxious and waiting to help you. Yeah. That's, that's the feeling I got. Even from the past years I've gone to Silicon Valley, they've done a great job of keeping it friendly, keeping it organized, and that is always helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a sense at SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con, that if you're there, you're just lucky to be there, right? So you, it, it kind of enables the volunteers and security people to like treat you like dirt. And there is a sense of you're just lucky to be here and just deal with it, right? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a nightmare at times. Okay. Yeah, you want to move on to Sunday? Sunday, yeah. I got yeah. to join forces with uh, with this guy. That's right. Uh, we got a real early start, man. We left uh, we left our hood uh, seven a.m. seven fifteen a.m. a.m. Yeah. Uh, got to do a little breakfast with Renee. Get the mm -hmm. lowdown on what the volunteer situation is like. Yeah. You know what the uh, what the convention has been like overall from from both sides. And it was cool having a volunteer in our group because he would get like volunteer only messages like he yeah. would give us updates and we're like oh we're, where are you getting this from twitter he's like oh no this is like <laughs> like the volunteer email list or something i hope we're not spilling uh, some beans here but oh, I yeah hope not. like there's this this forum that they have this internal board of communication where yeah they're they're all on the same page yeah, and i think that's that I, that's it seems beneficial for them because everyone's on the same page no one's you know, shooting out any misinformation. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it seems Renee genuinely seemed like he was having a good time volunteering or yeah. not even volunteering work. He, he was getting, he was getting a paycheck from Silicon Valley comic con. So he's working. That's right. Um, That's right. yeah, he looked like he was having a great time working, man. And it seems like he's made some, uh, some friends on that, uh, on that circuit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, comparing it to San Diego, some of the volunteers there look like they are kind of miserable, <laughs> right? They're either being overworked or, probably more commonly tired of being yelled at you know <laughs> attendees like giving them shit and stuff right so it can be a little rough there and i think here at silicon valley comic-con as a as a as an employee i think you're given a shirt mm -hmm. and maybe some amount of swag i think yeah. i think at comic-con you just get a choice of which bag you want right <laughs> Oh, right it's a plain bag <laughs> yeah, that's that's i mean other than being able to attend the convention for free yeah um, that's all you get. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, no, I specifically went Sunday because Kristen Ritter was announced, uh, as a, a pretty last minute guest. Yeah. She was announced late in the game yeah. and Sunday only. And, uh, Sunday only. Um, I, uh, I saw her on the guest list for San Francisco Comic Con uh, a couple years back and she ended up bailing at the last second. That's um, right. So I yeah. saw this as a, a, an opportunity for redemption here. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And I, similarly, this was a bit of a chance for redemption for me as well because I talked previously about the Defenders meetup at 
San Diego Comic-Con last summer, which was amazing. Um, but Kristen Ritter was very elusive at that meetup, and there weren't many fans there. Um, so for the most part, fans got to meet all the defenders. But uh, one of the exceptions was Kristen Ritter, who had, I got to say, she had a bit of a dickish assistant with her who for some reason was like giving the no sign to people and like please back off she's got a she's got a goat sort of thing um and it really begged the question like well why the hell is she even in here this is an exclusive event for just a small number of defenders cosplayers um why is she here <laughs> you know what i have a feeling had happened was some misinformed volunteer must have told her um i don't know bodyguard or publicist or manager or whatever who was with her probably gave that person some misinformation that's possible yeah i like that give him the benefit of the doubt my mindset it was that this guy was a total a-hole and i'm only saying this <laughs> after ha after having met chris and ritter because she's a total sweetheart actually she's yeah. really nice yeah like absolutely if you imagine if 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 you if all you know of chris and ritter is her character from jessica jones she is the complete opposite of that oh yeah for <laughs> sure for sure um, but yeah, just to uh, summarize, uh, she was the only defender that I hadn't gotten a picture with. So I was super stoked that she was announced, and I too uh, purchased the photo op uh, with her. And we, we got to do that. Yeah. We got to meet her. We got to meet Jessica Jones herself. Yeah, you know? that was fun. Oh, man, we should rewind back a little bit because we did get to meet Stanley and take a photo with him. Yes. Uh, that was uh, that was just before meeting uh, Kristen Ritter. That's right. Uh, That's right. So, yeah, we, we did a group photo. I've actually never done a group photo at one of these things. I've always done them solo. Yeah. So um, I was excited yeah. for this. Uh, cool. This was for Stanley. Yes. And so uh, Renee, again, giving us the inside track on how the day had gone before Oh mm -hmm. man, Stan Lee. I mean, he's 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 getting old, man. Yeah. Um and that's just life. It's crazy. Like I was just scrolling through just some random pictures of people that had taken pictures with him and it, it's cool. We got the opportunity to meet him 5 years ago. That's right. At the Big Wow. All smiles. Some of us were able to to chat with him very briefly mm -hmm. in in those photo ops. This time around, very very different uh very different tone. Yeah. Yeah. So I, too, looked at other people's photos with him leading up to our photo op right on Sunday. And um, it was a bit alarming. Like, he didn't look well, you know. And he did. I mean, he did just come off of pneumonia. Yeah. Like, weeks ago. And you mentioned how we did photos with him a few years back, five years ago. And that was kind of my baseline. And it was a stark contrast, man. Like... Um, I mean, five years is a pretty long time when you're getting up there in age, and I know time can take its toll, but it, it was striking um, how worse off he looked in these other fan photos from, like, Saturday, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, if you were to just, you know? you know, if you were just to describe the expression on his face in some of the photos, I mean, you can almost, some people could take away, oh, it doesn't look like he really wants to even be there. yeah. Yeah, a lot of photos he looked grumpy, and I mean some photos he looked downright like expressionless, like angry, angry. Yeah, <laughs> like, like get I off my know. lawn, angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, just with that knowledge, I was kind of like, well, we probably shouldn't touch him <laughs> because he's probably pretty frail, you know. And you probably don't want to catch pneumonia. 
Right, exactly. He was coming off I'm of pneumonia. Sure <laughs> and the other photos, you know, there weren't people giving him big bro hugs and everything. Yeah, that photo I took with him five years ago, I put an arm around him, you know. Um, but I definitely wasn't doing that this time. And um, we were pretty careful. Like, we didn't want to, like, be the person who, like, knocked him off his chair or something. Oh, right? God. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You'd be the hatest, hated person, most hated person in the comic industry world. Right, right. Um, so as it turned out, um, he seemed to be doing pretty well when we took our photo with him, right? So our photo op was Sunday at 11. Yeah. And um, so, you know, with these photos we had seen earlier, we were wondering, like, oh, great, is he going to look like he's just miserable to meet us? Um, but he cracked a little bit of a smile in that photo, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um, think it turned out pretty good. Uh, I, I remember, man, what did I say? It was such a blur. I was like, hey, Stan, uh, great to see you. Something to that effect, and I, I heard him. I heard a thank you out of him. That's awesome. Yeah, he yeah. he did respond to us. Like I think I said, like thanks, Stan, or uh, great seeing you, something like that. And he kind of nodded, and he's like, yeah, thanks, or whatever. Um, he wasn't like in a catatonic state, you know. So right. uh, he seemed to be there, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, maybe it's because that was kind of earlier on in the day, but. Uh, uh, he, he, in our experience, you know, he wasn't on death's door. Let's just put it that way, right? Now, there has been some, uh, I don't know, discussion. Chatter, discussion, uh, conversations, tweets. About Stan's uh, health since this convention. And um, it's kind of controversial, you know. A lot of fans did what we did, looked at yep. photos of him, um, just noticed that he just didn't look well. And I agree with a lot of the fan sentiment that I've heard. So he didn't look well in some of the photos. Our photo, he looked, you know, he looked like he was okay. And w when we did interact with them, he didn't seem like he was completely miserable or in a great amount of pain. But I will say this. We did see some of the photos where he didn't look too happy. And the lines for Stan all weekend long, I was there the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and he was signing, taking photos the whole time. Huge lines for everything. It was all sold, sold out. All Stan Lee autographs sold out. All Stan Lee photo ops sold out. And the fans came out in force. Um, there may have been a sense of this could be the last chance to meet the legend. Um, whatever the case may be, he had huge, huge lines. And my thought was, I'm sure the thought of a lot of fans, like, is he being overworked at this convention? And I think there kind of isn't any question that, in my mind, that he, he was overworked, that they oversold his stuff, I think. Um, and, you know, you talk about self-care, like, he he was really put to, to the to the test you know this weekend this is yeah. an old guy getting over pneumonia i mean how, how have you ever yeah. have you ever tried holding a smile for you know two hours straight <laughs> much less much much less like sitting in a in a in a, in a probably the least comfortable chair right i mean it's not like he was a on a couch you know he wasn't laying in a bed interacting with he was on a stool yeah he was on a stool with a little bit of a backing yeah so um yeah, I mean, 
it's hard to say like who is at fault here you know you and i had conversations before about well maybe maybe this is what stan wants you know maybe he's in seventh heaven meeting as many fans as possible before he he leaves this world you know maybe that's what he wants you know i don't know it's hard to say maybe it's his management company who is just like strong arming him into doing this and they're like exploiting him maybe they're making a lot of yeah, money off I'd, of I'd really hate to think that is the case it's but possible I mean, i'm not gonna i wouldn't put it past me either and we've said a lot of great things about this convention svcc who's to know they might be strong strong <coughs> strong arming him too um i think what would make me feel a little bit better is if he like puts out a video saying hey san jose you know, it was great visiting, and, you know, I'm glad everyone came. I had a great – if he if you put a video out like that, maybe that would set my heart at ease a little bit. It would be nice to hear him say something like that. But it's, it's been quiet from Stanley's camp. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it made me think of a con we went to a couple years ago in Philadelphia, and there were some rumors going around that Chris Evans had a panic attack, right, that he, like, flipped out or something. Um and it was pretty nice to see him tweet out that it was completely false, that he loved the convention, he had a great time, and it was completely false. I wonder how that started. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, yeah, I, that's a good point. It would be nice to hear from Stan to sort of put our minds at ease. Um, but as it is, yeah, you really got to wonder, like, um, was it too much? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't even wonder. I think it was too much, but you do wonder, like, who is kind of at fault here, right? Some of the, yeah, some of the messages I've seen were, man, like, I didn't even, I didn't even think about this. Some people were like, you know, give Stanley a break. He's done, he's done enough with his life. Like, don't, don't make him go out to these things. Like, yeah. people were saying that if I was his doctor, <laughs> and I'm sure these people weren't even doctors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would recommend against him traveling, you know, across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to do something like this. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, some of it is just rumors, and you gotta wonder. But I mean, we were there. We saw the lines. We saw the man himself. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of validity to what we've heard, and. We have heard from pretty reputable sources, and we're talking about like volunteers and actual attendees who were there and saw them in person. What do we know? We do know on Saturday they had to cut his autograph short. They actually had to um, end his signings and then have the people who had already purchased those autographs um, come back the next day or get a refund, right? We do know that. We also know that well, secondhand, we know that at some point, Stan actually needed to get help spelling his own name. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, we did hear this, this right? It was explained to us by someone who uh, purchased an autograph ticket. Mm-hmm, right. And uh, when he was there getting his, uh, getting his pop figure signed, mm-hmm. um, he said that he saw the person that was helping Stan um, telling Stan how to spell his own name. Yeah. Right. Oh man, that was that was rough to hear that. Yeah, and it's not a hard name to spell, <laughs> right? I mean, it's Stanley, so uh, it's pretty t- pretty telling. Some of these some of these stories. And right? I mean, I'm, who knows? Maybe it could just be complete exhaustion, or maybe maybe he's on some kind of medication. You know, that's yeah. that's not quite 
putting him in the right place. Right. I mean, who knows? It could be anything. It could be anything. And, um, you know, we don't know enough to make a big judgment call, right? So we should just leave it at that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but but our experience, I had a, it was fun, man. Yeah, our experience um, is good. We, we were in a situation, though, where uh, Renee, so we were all, like, trying to see what pose would work best and some of us were throwing up some spidey hands uh renee decided to throw up an iron man hand and it turned out he covered his face in the process uh so we the rules are if you blink in your photo you're able to request for uh, a reshoot yeah Uh, so this qualified as a reshoot since he covered his entire face Mm -hmm. uh that was the first time i ever done that that was that was that was fun (laughs) we actually (laughs) technically had three photos taken of us <laughs> with Stanley because there is that first flub, and then there was a second flub where uh, there was a glare. Right, there's a glare. It was in uh, Renee's glasses. Yeah, I hate to call him out again, it, yeah. but Renee, do get it together. Like <laughs> they, we had to. Yeah, we had to reshoot twice. Maybe um, maybe yeah. just sheer nervousness, man, being <laughs> in front of a legend. Yeah. So in a way, we got to spend more time with Stan than the average photo op, so which, that was cool. All right, so, uh, and you know, I, I don't think there's any question that, you know, Stan's health isn't great, and. Man, it is sad you know, to think though that this could potentially be his last convention. I'd hate to think that. Yeah, I mean. Do it, I even wanna be yeah. a part of that? Like saying I went to his last one? I don't know, man. It's a reality, and the thought has crossed my mind that, yeah, this might be his last and uh, that he doesn't have a whole lot of time left. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about Stan Lee and how maybe he's taken away from Jack Kirby's spotlight and and all that controversial stuff that, uh, you know, might end up in a movie or something. But the bottom line is Stan Lee is a legend he is, uh, you know, a god in this industry, and it is an absolute pleasure to have met him. And um, I don't know. What else can we say about Stan the Man? Excelsior. That's right. <laughs> okay, so any final thoughts about SVCC at all? And yeah. we, were, we were there all day on Sunday, Sunday right? Yeah, I was exhausted by the end of the day. Yeah. And to think that we've got, oh, well, I've got Comic-Con <laughs> <laughs> come July, uh, and it's going to be five full days of that. Uh, I'm getting older myself, man. Um, but Silicon Valley Comic-Con, I, I, I had a great time, even for just being there a single day. Like, I had fun. Again, I, f- I feel like the, um, you know, the, the, the cheerfulness of the volunteers – the you know the quality of of celebrities and guests that they have um also just the sheer convenience of it being in san jose um yeah man it's uh it's it's awesome man i I, i'm looking forward to next year awesome i think it's safe to say we both had a great time and i too am planning on going next year and beyond and with that we can wrap up the episode this is farewell from rainier and henry